Welcome to Girl Power. We are the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies on a phenomenal journey to help you discover your power, passion, and purpose at the convergence of love, romance, and finance. I'm your host, Kisi Monique, along with my co-host, Kertisha, Cherie, and Christian. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for a half hour of girl power, empowered to be her. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Welcome to Girl Power. I'm your host, Kesey Monique, authoress, speaker, coach to women, mentor, and entrepreneur. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Tumblr. I'm your co-host, Kertisha Holmes, owner and operator of Queen Diva Boutique. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All right. Well, this past week has been hectic for everyone, I'm sure. But I can honestly say to God be the glory. And this week we are talking about self-advocacy. The fact of the matter that we want to see you stand in your power. This is about standing in your power and making decisions for yourself that are going to benefit you first. And the thing of it is, is people are always going to reap the benefit but it has to be about you first. If you reflect back on any of the episodes that I spoke about, I talked about the issue of being on an airplane and when the stewardess comes and tells you, you know, to put the mask on yourself when it drops from the ceiling of the cabin because the cabin pressure is dropping and, you know, there's some type of emergency or something. Mm -hmm. They do that because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone else. So they want to make sure that you are breathing first. A lot of time people may consider advocating for yourself as a sign of weakness, strangely. But in this case, knowing when to stop talking is a form of self-confidence. So, you know, I've been on this series of confidence. The goal is to not only stand up for yourself, but to know when to stop talking. Silence is golden and it makes others know that you can come to the table without telling everything that's going on with you. It makes them uneasy at times because they don't know your next move and they don't need to know. They don't know how to perceive you or how you will perceive anything around you because you're operating in silence. Now, when I say operating in silence, I don't mean that you're just not saying a word. I mean, you're silent about certain issues going on in your life. So let's say for instance, by career, I am a probation officer, but in my business world, I have other things going on. So what happened is one of my coworkers, who's also a probation officer, came to the table and she told us all about, you know, various things that was going on with her from uh, very intimate and personal. I don't want to say it on this platform, but it was very intimate and personal. And I'm assuming it's because we were all girls and she trusted us with what was going on. But the goal is to move in silence because you don't know who's praying for you, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, and you don't know who's praying for you, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. That's the goal of moving in silence. Moving in silence also shows a mature side of you and it shows its true beauty. 
at the end. It is a sign that you are grounded in your principles, your standards, your values, and that you do not allow others to define who you are. You know what your true identity is and you do not need to prove yourself to anyone else or beg for their validation. I can remember a time where, and we just talked about this, Kartisha, where I had this friend and it just seemed like it was always a competition and I felt the need to try to validate who I am. And so it's like if I walked one step, oh, all of her friends walked 20 steps and they did it much better than me. It was just like in, in everything and over the years, it just compiled and compiled and compiled to the point where I really, I couldn't take it anymore. So I just walked away from the friendship. I, I walked away from it. It even got to a point when I had the, the other podcast, The Pink Out. Oh, well, my friends have a podcast and they have 10,000 downloads every month. And oh, um... My friend is getting married on that day. So, you know, uh, her wedding came out beautiful. Your wedding didn't come out beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. Well, we won gifts and we did this and we, it was like everything is 10,000 times better than what I was doing. So I, I was in that mode of almost begging for validation, like see me for something, you know? And I just was like, you know what? Enough was enough. Enough is enough. So rather than wasting my time and energy in trying to engage with people who were stuck in their ways or had their own opinions of me, which ain't none of my business, I did myself a favor and I walked away and I moved in silence. So the straw that broke the camel's back, remember the event we had with Bathatique by Pink? Yes. When I gave her the play down on Bath of Teak by Pink, it was like, oh, well, everybody's still celebrating me for my birthday. And I was like, well, dang, you know? So then my husband was buying me a new house. Oh, my husband's buying me a $90,000 Mercedes. Folks, it was too much. So I had to walk away for my own sanity. I didn't say a word. I moved in silence and I left that situation right where it was. In essence, this is a move that only truly confident people make because they do know what's important to them and they know what they want and they know what their treasures are. Having unshakable confidence makes you realize that your time is far too precious to waste on people who have no respect for you, your situation, and let alone themselves. If they cannot respect what's going on around you, then know that they're not the kind of people you want to waste your time on. True. If you try to take them down, you won't feel any better. It's like you're opening the door for your conviction to really overtake you. And then that means you have to go back and find a way to apologize for a situation that they really probably don't want to hear anything else about. Silence is truly golden and it takes time to master it. Some people may be able to get it right away. I know it took time for me, but I say more to you in my silence than I can we're going back and forth. So you have to understand that sticking up for yourself doesn't always mean that you have to win the argument. If you are quiet, you have already won the argument because it takes two. And if one is silent, guess what? There's no argument. You won. You won. So simply walk away so that you create more space and time for people who will embrace you, who will accept you, and who will honor who you are and the way you are. And this is the ultimate path for having unshakable confidence. You do not want to cast your pearls before swine. You want to save those pearls for someone who is worthy 
for that group of people who is worthy, who you all have that mutual respect for, who you know, if I do say something, I know that they are going to pray for me, P-R-A-Y, and not pray on me, P-R-E-Y. You said a mouthful right there with all of that, Keith. And I agree, because sometimes we ask for prayer, P-R-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And it says, yes, yes, I will. But in actuality, they're praying, mm-hmm. P-Y, mm-hmm. downfall. And some of us don't realize or recognize that. To coincide with thinking of, with yourself, we need a little clarity in there. And with that, I say, have clarity on your response. And understand the truth. Yes. One thing that you have to know here is that you respond from your own filter. That means you respond from how you're feeling. Yes. You're not you're not taking time to look at the bigger picture. With experience and understand the fact that others have the right to hold a different opinion. Mm-hmm. It's okay for them not to agree with you. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be okay with that as a person. Mm-hmm. If you take the time to understand that the truth, you will know that you cannot always change others, but only change how you see things from within. Just accepting that will set you free mm-hmm. from always feeling intimidated by other people's mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the point is not about being desperate for someone else's approval. It is about you ensuring that before you can confront anyone, you clearly know that what values you stand for and that your integrity is the backbone of who you truly are. Yes. And when I say that, I the experience part, let me tell you, people, my cousin, Keats, that's on this podcast with me, never knew me until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Everyone would say to her, you friends with Keisha? Because that's what they called me. It was like, oh, you caught her at the right time in life because the old her, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I will admit it to myself and to anyone I speak to now. The old me did not stop. I had no care in the world. Whatever I thought, it came out. Mm-hmm. If your feelings was hurt, and I didn't take back what I said because I was always taught, once you say it, that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. But I learned how to say what I mean in a different way. Mm-hmm. So if you say something that may offend me and I don't respond, yes, I'm being silent for now. And you might not hear from me for a couple of days, but it's not because you can push over. Mm-hmm. If I am taking self into accountability, mm-hmm. what did I say for them to feel that way? Mm-hmm. What did I do to make them respond that way? Mm-hmm. That's when you're saying, oh, hold on, let me clarify something. Because mm-hmm. I come back and ask you, why did you feel comfortable with saying that to me? Or did you think what you did was okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm clarifying with you, whatever happened between us, I need to know, is that your final? Right. Because this is my response to that. Mm-hmm. And I have walked away from several what I thought was friendships. I take friendships very highly. Yes. And I had to tell myself. You got to come first. Yes. And it's not being selfish. Some people will say, oh my gosh, she's being selfish. No, I'm not. But I was always that, that vase. And I've known people watch plenty of videos where the people are standing on stage and they got a vase and they pouring water, pouring water, Mm -hmm. pouring water. And they're saying, see how it's filling up? See how it's running over? Mm -hmm. I was the vase before it got the water in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to pour from an empty vase. I was giving and giving and no one was giving back. Mm-hmm. They was taking. Mm-hmm. So I had to put myself in accountability and clarify. Hold on, chick. You got to put you first. Right. It's okay. 
It's, I promise you, nobody, no real friend will be made. Exactly. Exactly. And that takes me to a point where sometimes you have to unplug and sometimes you got to get that refill. And that, yes. that, that could be, you know, turning off cell phones, turning off TV, radio, whatever, right. to make sure that you just unwind and just allow the Holy Spirit to feel you to a point where you feel revived. And that doesn't mean just go back out into the world and just start pouring your cup. Now you got to say, okay, Lord, where do I pour? Who am I pouring into? Because you can waste your time pouring into a closed cup. Meaning they're not willing to hear it. They ain't ready for the change. They don't want to hear what nobody has to say about their situation or anything. My thoughts on that is the Bible tells us in Proverbs that there's warning before destruction. So when someone is trying to tell you, you might want to take the lid off that cup. And you know, the other thing about that is I always... And you know I'm good for it. When we when we conversate, I say, I try to get these people to see that's the warning sign. Exactly. You, you know, before storms, you see yep. atmosphere change. Yes. You watch the animals. They go in the hide. And you know, for me and you, we get those bad migraines when the atmosphere yes. changes. I say, I have people call me all the time and pour out what's going on in their life. And I'm sitting on the phone like, God, I don't know why they called me, but okay, I'm going to listen. My only response is, was your life this turmoil before now? Right. They know life is not going to be easy. We're not going to be perfect. Right. But was it this hard? Mm-hmm. Young lady, the enemy has to ask for permission. He just can't come in and destroy and disrupt. He exactly. Got permission. Like he did with Job. He went He went to God and told God he know he could get Job to basically curse him and die. And that is what Job's wife told him after he lost everything. I mean, Job, when I say he, according to what I understand about Job, Job was a very wealthy man and he had a lot of riches and treasures. Job mm-hmm. lost everything. His health was failing. He was in a bad position. And what ended up happening is his wife told him, you ought to just curse God and die. I mean, basically, I mean, you lost everything. You ain't good for nothing now. No way. I mean, what are you hanging on for? Job, Job said, and a lot of people get this twisted and think it's God that says this, but Job said, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But one thing I have learned and understood is God is not an Indian giver and you will not find that passage nowhere else in the Bible. And you won't find it where, where Jesus Christ or God or the Holy Spirit has said that you only find that Job said it. And when he realized Living it up and praise God. He started praising God and his health came back and, and, and God restored unto him everything that had been taken away. And basically he showed the devil he ain't fit to do nothing. But he had to get permission from God before he could even tempt Job. We as people, and I've, I've been guilty of this myself, we only take time to praise him when everything is going right. Right, right. We never say, Lord, I thank you in the bad times also. We only say, Lord, I thank you. You helped me get through this day to day. Lord, I thank you because you helped me pay that bill. Right. We don't never say, Lord, I thank you anyway. I'm guilty of that. I thank you. When we wake up in the morning, 
some of us, we probably just wake up, get up and start going about our day. Just get up and just do your thing. We don't stop and say, Lord, thank you for opening my eyes. Yes. It's the small things that we take for granted that we're not even saying, Lord, you was there with me. Yes. You know, I heard two messages. Okay, one message, and I got to remember who I heard this first one from. He talked about how, you know, we say, oh, Lord, I receive, I receive when somebody speaks a prophecy. Matter of fact, it was someone speaking a prophecy who said it. But what he said was he he went to where the, the, the spirit of God came to Mary and was talking to her about having baby Jesus. And when Mary accepted the assignment, she didn't say, oh, I received. She said, be it unto me. Listen at that word. Be it unto me. So that has become my new word. Instead of saying, oh, I receive, I receive. When somebody speaks that prophecy, it's be it unto me. If it is something that bears witness to my spirit. Right. However, I also heard another message from Bishop Jakes this past week. Now, this message is about five months old and millions of people have seen this message. But when I tell you it rocked my world the other night. Hunty, bruh man said, y'all to just invite him in. Invite him in. Key word, invite. God is not going to move or impose or force himself on you. He is not. Just he, like he's not. You invite all that mess into your life. Yep. Because how do us, how do I invite that into my life? What you mean? You sit down and you listen to it. Yep. You sit down, and some people don't even realize they're doing it. When we sit down and we have a family member come by or a close friend, and they say, "Let me tell you about Susie," and they tell you all Susie bit, and you get up and. You was in a good mood before you heard about Susie. Mm-hmm. Now you wondering why your body hurts. Mm-hmm. It don't have nothing to do with you. It's all about Susie. Yeah. Because you took on all Susie business. Yeah, all the stress behind it. We take on the stress of everyone else. I had to learn it. I know you had to learn it, Keith. Girl, I need to talk to you. And yep. you say, okay, girl, what's wrong? Yep. They start telling you all their problems. Everything went wrong from when we get the phone calls or someone comes over and they tell you everything that went wrong, went right, just all their business or somebody else's business. You were in a great mood before you started talking to them. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you you mad and your husband or your boyfriend or whoever, your mate, trying to figure out why you mad. Now, you was just okay before you talked to Tanya down yeah. the street. What? Yeah. And it ain't got nothing to do with you. You mad because Tanya mad. Mm-hmm. Or you mad because something happened at work to somebody else and now you angry about it. Mm-hmm. And that's when you inviting the mess in your life. Exactly. Versus saying, Lord, I receive you. I accept you. I want you to walk with me. Mm-hmm. Because I had to learn to say when people call me and say, I need to talk to you. I got to tell you what's going on. Okay, Lord, this ain't my problem, but I listen, but I need you to protect me. My people. Yes. I need you to protect me. That's so important. I do not need this in my life. That's so important. Oh my God. I'm just listening because they need to vent. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be a good a good person and say, okay, I'm a listen. And sometimes I've had to even cut people off. Hey, 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 hey. We're not going to do this right now. You know, not to sound rude, but I've had to literally tell people because it would be, let me tell you what's going on. And then these are people who would never call and say, 
how you doing? Is everything okay? Do you need anything? You know, and they just want to call and dump on you. Hey, 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 we're not doing that today. <laughs> no, I had to learn that. I had to learn it. I had to build the, the inner muscle to say, no, we're not doing that. Mm -mm. And that doesn't make you a bad friend or a bad mm -mm. sister. That's when we get caught up in, I don't want to be a bad friend. Right. I don't want to be a bad sister. You're not. You're saving your peace of mind. Right. You're saving your, your energy. Because I, I've seen people walk in the room and they done been so negative for so long. It seems like they take all the air out of the room. Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm about to go because you don't want to be around that. No. And it don't even be their negative energy they're toting. It's somebody else done called and gave them all this negativity. And now they mad with everybody else in the world. Yep. And you like, well, what you mad about? That's when they hit them. Girl, I don't even know why I'm mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just mad, but don't know why you mad? Your body don't hurt. Right. Your head don't hurt. Like you ain't got pain in your neck. You start developing certain things that, you know, it's like they've taken all the burden off of them and dumped it all on you. Like you're now their dumping ground. Yes. And they over there living their best life. And you over here trying to figure out what the doctor is, why you so sick. Right. Oh, and I just, it ain't your I, issue. I just had to go to the emergency room. Oh my God. I just feel terrible. Oh. And you don't trace it back to what someone said. You always think, oh, it's something I did. What did I eat? Or did I fall? Did I hit my head? You know, you never trace it back to someone else's stress being dumped on your life. No. I just told my boyfriend I got a whole cell phone. And I can count how many people call this phone. I pay a cell phone bill every month to play a video game. <laughs> And you know what that says to me? You have eliminated drama out of your life. And guess what? I ain't mad about it. Exactly. Exactly. Now I have more time for my purpose in life. I used to ask God what was my purpose, and then people would show up, be dumping all they mess on me, and then I'm sick. Yep. Uh, God, that's not my purpose. Right. He'd be looking at me like, I ain't tell you it was. You just volunteered yourself. And I'm like, well, sorry. Okay. Yep. Let me That's move not... on and moving right along. Thank you, Lord, for letting me know. I did not tell you that was your purpose. Right. Okay. Well, Lord, that wasn't my calling. Okay. Well, that, you know, I'm still waiting. Right. I'm not in no rush. And you I know, that that brings me to defining your, defining your purpose, standing in your power, but also defining your purpose, that was a hard one for me too. And because I have so many different talents, I had no idea what my true purpose is or was or whatever until recently. And I told you all, I think I told y'all last week that I have something that I'm working on and I will be revealing it very soon. It's, it's magnificent. That's all I can tell you. Listen, if you, if you are truly having issues defining your purpose, that's what I'm here for. I am a coach. I am willing to work with you to define that, that purpose. I am a coach to women. And right now I'm, I'm highly focusing on women because we are emerging into a new realm. It's almost like a takeover. So to speak. Not to push men out of their positions in life, but it's just certain things that we're doing to make our marks in this world. So I'm primarily working with women and defining a purpose is something that we all need. I'm a coach and I have two coaches. So let me tell you, 
and both are amazing. I couldn't believe how my coaching session went today. I was so floored by the amount of wisdom that was poured out to me, but I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was. It's just like some things that God does, he just put it this way. I always tell people with God, nothing is ever basic. So you might ask for a glass of water, but God gonna make sure that that, that glass of water runs completely over. And what that, what that means is there's prosperity there. What that means is he's making sure that you have more than enough. Exactly. Takes me to the woman that I talked about before she, her husband died and they were coming to take her two sons because he had so much debt. Her husband, he was a magnificent man and he was, he was well to do in his, in the community that they lived in. But when he died, it was a lot of debt. So that's why they were coming to take her sons. And so she went to the prophet and the prophet told her to go. He said, what do you have in your house? That was the first thing he asked. What do you have in your house? And you know, my uncle, Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, I call him my uncle because I just really know me and that man was we had to be related ain't nobody confirmed that but I just really believe it <laughs> but you know that's the first thing he would ask people what do you have in your house what what can you do and people would be like what are you talking about and he start breaking it down do you have an oven yeah how often do you use it one lady answered oh, maybe once a month once every two weeks, something like that. And he was like, shame on you, you know? And the lady looked and she had just lost her job. Now here he come with shame on you. And girl, he told that lady to go home and bake some cookies and take them cookies back to her, her job and tell them thank you for the opportunity of employment that they gave her. Well, that's similar to what the prophet told this woman. He told her, now you, you got, she said, I got nothing but a jar of oil. He said, oh, you got a jar of oil. He said, now you're going to go out in the community and you about to start borrowing vessels. So you go ask everybody, everybody that'll give you a vessel, get a vessel from them and fill them with oil and take them out and sell them. And that's what she did. But she had more than enough. After she finished, she had way more than enough. And that's how God is. He makes sure that we are well taken care of. Now, what do we do with it? What 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 is it that we're going to do with that blessing? And that's the decision you have to make. He shows you this is your road, not yes. the road for Jim, Bob, Tanya, whoever. Exactly. The road I created for you. Exactly. And when we start our journey on this road no we we gonna we gonna go over some humps some hills around the corners behind some bushes some valleys yeah a easy road mm -hmm. but it's still our road and we have to learn to quit trying to jump on everybody else's road because mm -hmm, it look better yes or seem like it's I, easier how grandma used to say the grass ain't green over there you're gonna see that when you come back I just had that conversation with my supervisor. He said, yeah, the grass ain't greener on, always greener on the other side. I said, the grass ain't never green on the other side. It's dirt. And we always come back to our road. Yeah. He stopped right there with us and said, okay, we're going over there on Kim Road and see if Kim got it going on because you think what Kim's doing for you. Exactly. Only to you find know? out. Kim's road ain't even got pavement yet. And you like, what in the world, Kim? What is you what doing? What did I Exactly. What did I get myself into? Oh my God. How do I get out of this mess? Now you, Kim, like, oh, you think you better than me. Exactly. Exactly. Get a little further up the road. Now you want to add somebody to your road. So you, you, you see a missile. Ooh. 
I'm now that's the one I'm guilty of. Oh my God. Always wanting to bring somebody along. Wait a minute. Why am I pulling this person on my way? And God's telling the thing. You added them. I ain't say he was part of your role. Exactly. I ain't say she was part of your role. You added them. Exactly. I remember Cherie telling me I was boohoo crying one day. And she told me, she said, cousin. Everybody cannot travel with you where you're going. She said, not even me. And I'm and looking like, what? <laughs> what you I, mean you can't travel with me? What? She said. I just told a young lady, an older lady, not even a young lady. She used to always be around my second mom. And mm. my second mom passed and she touched, like they said at her funeral, her job is done. Mm-hmm. And I can say, well done. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, I, I, I come around here because I got to make sure. I said, you don't have to make sure nothing around here. Mm-hmm. What you need to understand is now it's time for you to be okay with being by yourself. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with being okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to get in that car in the morning and that's your time. Mm-hmm. You're not alone, but he had to remove other people because you was distracted. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to talk to you this whole time. And it's like, okay, let me remove. Mm-hmm. I said, I had to learn at the age of 43 that it's okay to be by myself. And I it's love okay it. I love it. I, I'm married and I love my long time. Yes. I mean, of course, I love my time with my husband. But when I have that time to myself, I'm okay. And even when he's here, I still get time to myself because my husband is so quiet and laid back at times. You you sometimes don't even know he's there. But saying that, I love my alone time because it gives me time to reflect. It gives me time to, time to think. It gives me time to think about those things that maybe happened all this week and just to go back and say, Thank you, Lord. It didn't take me out. Thank you. I still have opportunity to fulfill my purpose. Thank you, Lord, that you have put me in such a position that I can do your will, you know? Yes, um, because a lot of us feel like because we're married or in a relationship, you got to be there. 100% of the time. And that's not reality. That is not reality. You have to have some me time. He has to have some me time. And sometimes your me time may be with your girls. Sometimes his me time may be with his boys. And sometimes it may be by yourself. Maybe it might be with a cousin, you know, or a sibling or something like that. But whatever the case is, you gotta have that time. Self-advocacy is what we talked about this week. And to God be the glory. Next week, Tune in as we will be talking about your superpower. Resilience is your superpower. I've been waiting on this week. This one, we probably will go an entire hour. So tune in, folks. And let me just say this. I am so ecstatic to know that Rock Your Girl Power is international you guys are to give yourselves a hand for helping us to get across the ocean across every sea like we're in belgium i even think i saw russia i I saw several countries and i'm like oh my god this is amazing and we are definitely across the united states so y'all please give yourselves a hand for supporting us we are 
thankful, keep sharing, keep getting the word out about Rock Your Girl Power. And most of all, we want you to continue to tune in, get your girlfriends to listen, get your mom, your sisters, hey, even get the fellas to tune in because what I say is that you never know what we say can be something to help them to help you. Correct. Correct, correct. I just take someone else to say what you've been saying for them to get it. Yes, yes. So I'm excited. I'm loving this. This is a new journey for for me. Everyone, she's she's been trying to convince me. So I, I'm alone. I'm I'm still on my own path, but I'm I'm branching over a little bit. I'm throwing a branch over there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kertisha is one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I will tell you, I have been trying to get her to do certain things. And she said, "Uh uh-uh, I I ain't ready for that. And I say, okay. I just respect her boundaries. And I'm like, okay, she coming. Kicking, screaming, hollering. She coming. And she finally coming. She finally coming. Look, because listen, you have to embrace all of men. It's some wild men here. You have to say, okay, that's just who she is. We take it all of it. Yep. And that's exactly what I do. And it's funny you say that. And we'll end on this note. I remember a time when I was laying in my bed and I was going through hell with my stepmother. Oh my God. And the Holy Spirit, I, I, I think I had a headache for like three weeks and I was back in California. So I was at work and one of my coworkers had to take me to the hospital because my head was just pounding. And I mean, it was bad. So, you know, some stress up in there and, you know, along with whatever else was causing me to have a three week headache. And so I had taken all types of stuff. I mean, when I say it wasn't breaking, it was not breaking. I mean, that thing was a monster. So getting to Long Beach Memorial, doctor put me in a room, dark, soundproofed it. He gave me a shot. Well, let's just say the shot did not work. Oh, Oh, it was terrible. So he went ahead and released me. It did lift it a little bit, but it didn't take the whole thing away. So I go home, I take a shower, lay down in my bed. We had this one bedroom apartment and we had this bar door on there. And so I I left the door open because it was cool this day. I want to say it was probably close to around maybe 7 p.m. Out of the blue, it just started raining. So, you know, the song, It Never Rains in Southern California, is almost true. So it just came this one particular day. And so I laid down and just this loud thunder, just one huge thunder just came. And so now it feels like an earthquake is going off in my head. This this mm. headache is just rattling. And I finally, finally, finally got a chance to doze off. It must have been about maybe three o'clock in the morning. I woke up, the headache was finally gone. But the Holy Spirit literally set me up. At least it felt like he did. Set me up and said, she ain't going to love you any more than she already does. He was talking about my stepmother. I got to a point in my life at that time where I said, you know what? You're right. No more people pleasing. No more trying to force her to love me because she's just not going to love me any more than she already does. So I say that to say in your in your advocating for yourself, understand that people's love can only reach where it can reach. It's only going to go as far as they let it go. Until next time, rock your girl power. Stand in your power. 
pursue your passion, and define your purpose. And as always, keep it pretty and pink. <laughs>